You are listening to the Two Sorry Excuses podcast. And for that, I apologize. So the guy turns to his buddy and says, I told you it was a penguin. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Uh, Hello, and thanks for downloading the Two Sorry Excuses podcast, recording live via via the internet. I'm your old pal Sanders. I'm your good buddy Liv. And if you are keeping score at home, this is episode 106, the Donkashane edition. Donkashane edition. Alternatively titled, Happy Birthday King of the Castle. (laughs) Subtext. Liv goes to Chicago. Yep. How you doing, buddy? All right, man. First things first, happy birthday, happy belated birthday. Yeah, it was this past Sunday, I think. All this, Well, my mom, I never did get a cake because I really don't care about cake. But my mother actually, I was going to say all the celebration officially ended last night when I went to dinner with her, but she called me today. She's like, you want me to get a cake tomorrow? We're going to be... I'm getting Sloan. Yeah, that's my niece. And your dad and I are going to go eat with Sloan and maybe we can have a cake. I was like, don't worry about it because I'm not really a big cake nut anyway, which is why they kind of quit doing cakes for me. All right. Is the uh, is the the dinner with your mom, is that like... Uh, is that the official celebration? Like the f- official family acknowledgement? As long as you have the dinner... As long as you go out to dinner with your mom... It's it's good. Pretty much. I mean, it became... It, that all came out of controversy, I guess, from a few years back. See, my mom used to always... She would cook dinner for everyone, you know, and whatever your favorite dinner was, you know. Yeah, yeah, sure. But then, you know, I mean... I don't know. There were a cu- my mom didn't mind doing it. But then my sister would complain that it was too much work to put on my mom, you know? Okay. Then the other side of it was like, yeah, we all weren't dying for it anyway, especially if it was going to be controversial. Right, right. Yeah, so I don't know. You really can't take my dad out, so it's probably best (laughs) just to go with my mom. Like last night, the place we went to, it's like, it's not only the second time I've ever been there. It was my f- mom's first time ever being there. It's this place called Mosca's. And it's kind of out in the middle of nowhere. It's been there for like 70 years now. It was like a mob type of Italian restaurant, but it's very basic, you know? Like, very basic menu, just typical Italian stuff, you know? Meatballs yeah. and spaghetti, chicken cacciatore, very limited menu. But, I mean, they, they only accept cash, you know? Right, of course. And it's like, um, so I'm there. It's like, well, if we brought that, he'd be complaining about this. He'd be complaining about that. And then they give you the bill, you know? I mean, it's 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 not, like, expensive, like, if you were going to, like, Commander's Palace or some super fancy restaurant. But I guess technically it's kind of expensive for what it is. But it's really not because they give you so much damn food to begin with. Right. You know, it's like, well, then he'd be bitching about this, the bill. You know? 
Because my dad, like, the idea of a nice restaurant to him is totally bogus, you know? Right, right. So it's like, well, you know, see, it's like why you can't take him anywhere, you know? Right. So So it was just you and your mom? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was good. You know, but the other thing is, you know, the, the one drawback from eating at that place, though, with my mom was, you know, certain things that I wanted to get and get, you know, because it's kind of like family style. You're going to share everything, you know? And my yeah. mom doesn't eat beef or pork. Oh, she doesn't know? eat beef either, huh? Yeah, yeah. She she gave that all up at the same time. Okay. I mean, thankfully, she eats chicken and fish, you know? But, but it was like, um, I was like, yeah, I really want to try that sausage, you know? And she's like, well, you could get that. I was like, no, because we went to share stuff. She's like, but you could have got that anyway. See, my mom will always go overboard. She's like, it's your birthday. I was like, mom, but we were eating too much damn food to begin with. I wasn't going to add the sausage on to it, you know? Right, right. Like, she'll always go overboard with everything. Yeah. You know, that's just, I don't know. I mean, I think it's all multi-layered. Like, she grew up very poor. So, like, you know. She'll always go crazy, I guess, because now that she can, you know. Right. So, but it's, but she's like, but I was like, yeah, but we didn't need it, Mom. You know? <laughs> right. And she's always trying to shove food down her throats. Like, last week, she cooked dinner, and I come over there, and it's like, I'm eating the dinner. And she's like, you want pudding? I'm like, Mom, I'm not even done eating the dinner. Is that you? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm still eating the dinner. You're trying to shove the dessert down my throat. I was like, "Can we chill?" <laughs> um, it's it's funny because um, my mom is similar, but I don't think it's it was um, economics. I think it was social influences because her dad was a cop in the town she grew up in. Yeah. So like, she was always on the lookout. And again, it's in the like what. But she grew up in the 40s and 50s, you know? Yeah. The 50s she grew up in. So, like, she was always on the lookout of people on the lookout for her. So there was no stepping out. There was no, um, you know, there there was no extravagant indulgences. Everything was by the book. And now it's like, uh, you know, I'm like, oh, man, I really, someday I really hope to be able to, uh, you know, paint my house. She's like, don't do that yourself. I she just hire somebody. I go. I I can't afford to hire somebody right now. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll do it when I can. She's like, I'll pay for it. <laughs> I'm like, mom, no, it's it's okay. I appreciate the sentiment. And she's like, don't worry about it. Don't. I'll tell your father to take care of it. Yeah. And then obviously, it never comes to fruition. You know, like we just. I never followed through on it. Yeah. It's but it's more than a hollow gesture. It's just. It's whatever. At the time, she thinks is a good idea to, to do. Whether it's have another bowl of sausage or you know paint your house, go ahead, do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, th- my mom's grocery shopping is definitely a result of growing up poor. Okay. But like the other thing, like when she's trying to overfeed us, you know. And I was telling this a couple weeks ago, but I think she disagrees with. It. I think it's trying to keep us as babies. You know. Okay. You know, like it's extending the maternal thing, you know, that we, she wants us to be relying on her for, for food and stuff, you know? 
I, I see that. I see that as well. I can appreciate that because that's the that's the deal uh, in my family anyway. You know, like there's there's four siblings. Everybody's got a spouse, so that's seven children in the mix. And yeah. like at the end of a, a big dinner, like, yeah, they scatter like mice. You know, and here's my dad over the sink washing the, you know, washing the dishes. Yeah. My in-laws are really actually pretty good for the most part about like taking their dishes and, you know, helping clean and and playing a part, but like my siblings? <laughs> no. No way. Yeah, well that's what my sister would bitch about with the family dinners thing. Yeah. You know, because everyone else wouldn't you know, my mom would end up doing everything. My dad never friggin' did dishes. Yeah. yeah. But that's more of a result in, in my family anyway. It's a more a result of, of like classical conditioning as opposed to it's it's my par it's the my parents' influence as opposed to, you know, my siblings resp- uh you know, ingrained behavior. Well, yeah. You, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how the way it always was growing up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, exactly. that's how it was. I mean, my that's why my dad never did the dishes because that was like the women's work, you know? Right. <laughs> and my mom would do all the stuff. She was classic, like, slave over, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm sure that's, yeah, the same thing why you and your siblings are getting up and running from the table. Yeah. Right. So totally. I don't know. It's probably for the best because I get sick of gathering with everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you end up. I mean, people aren't reliable, and you end up. You know, you might show up for seven, and other people aren't showing up till eight o'clock, and we're waiting for them to show up. It's the same problem with the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah, it's yeah. like I don't. It's like. Why should I get punished because I'm here earlier? Why should the people that take their sweet-ass time get rewarded? Right. And that's right. what they do. They do get rewarded because we don't do anything till they get there. Yes. Yeah. I used to have an incredibly high standard for things like that. Mostly family-related, but it would seep out into other aspects of you know my life, whether it was work or, or personal interactions. And that standard was, was like that. You know, it was the the golden rule standard. Yeah. And if if somebody didn't abide by it, I would just, I'd get torn up. It would drive me fucking crazy. (laughs) Luckily, I was able to dial that back, but, um, yeah, not before the, uh, not before the dirigible burnt. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it bothers the hell out of me, so, but I don't ever really... I don't have any control over it, you know? Yeah. But it does annoy the hell out of me. Right. So, because it's like, this is BS. We sit around and then the friggin' rude assholes come barreling in like a bunch of animals. You know? (laughs) (sighs) So, you have resigned yourself to a quiet dinner with your mom and a trip to Chicago to celebrate the big day. Yeah, I mean, I did go out with some friends on Saturday. But, I mean, I knew that wasn't going to make it. I knew, I mean, I thought I would, like, maybe at least get to midnight, but I knew that wasn't going to happen. Um, you know, I went to this, I think we, 
Yeah, you went there with me when you and Mike Peters were here. Port of Call. Port of Call, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, one of my buddies, he's like, well, what do you want to do? He got in touch with me on Wednesday or whatever. He's like, well, what do you want to do this weekend on your birthday? You know, he's married. He's got two kids. One of the babies was just born on May 2nd. You know, he's eager. he was so eager to, like, get out, you know? Yeah. So, like, he was more interested in my birthday celebration than me you right. know right right like a wednesday he's like well what do you want to do man you got plans what do you want to do and i was like oh i haven't thought about it i was like i know i want to eat something <laughs> you know right right so then i started thinking i was like oh well all right well port of calls because i couldn't think of anything better you know i was like i haven't been there in a while and i like that i know i will like that you know and i was like i'm not gonna demand anybody Hey, I didn't want to have to dress up too much, you know? So I wasn't so that was one thing tempering where I was gonna go eat too. Okay. And the other thing was I was like, I'm not gonna demand anybody have to go drop a hundred dollars a piece on a steak dinner anywhere. You know, because I think that's an asshole thing to do for your birthday if you wanna be inclusive, you know. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I mean a couple of years ago. That was the that was the other friend's birthday that did that, you know. At the end of the night, we were all forking over like a hundred something dollars, and it was like, you know, I would never expected friggin' fifteen, however many people were there to come and do that, you right. know, especially to play dress up. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> At a restaurant so fancy, I've never been to before or since. <laughs> you know. Right. right. Uh, I mean, it's just, I don't know, I guess maybe, um, maybe I'm too humble, you know, but, but I was like, why would you want to do that when you can have everything else, you know, the rest of the night, you know? Yeah. But, but I was like, let's get to port call around five or so. Everybody's like, why five? What five? My reason was because port call the place gets really busy the longer you wait, you know? I was like, if we get there at seven, probably going to have to be sitting there waiting to, at least an hour for a table, you know. And, it, and it's a it's a tough spit it's a tough spot to just be hanging around, right? Because it's not that big. Well, yeah, but you can hang out in the street and drink right there, you know. Like you can get drinks at the bar. Oh, and, that's right. It's and hang out on the street. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. You know, all but right. still, it's like I don't want to spend all night waiting for the table when, you know, when you could be going doing something else, you know. So Got it gets you. really busy. I knew we'd have a few more people. So the more people you have, it's, you know, it's not a huge place, you know. Uh, like, like anytime you have more than, like, four people, it, it becomes kind of a bitch, I think. You know, because probably the biggest tables, for the most part, are four-person tables. Right. You know? So we had more than four people, you know. So it's like that probably would have taken a lot longer had we waited to like, let's get down there at seven, probably would have been waiting for two hours at that point, you know? Right. And, and that's not what I wanted to do. And I didn't want to go, I didn't want to, well, let's go drink and then go there. I didn't want to friggin' be all boozed up and then go there. So we got there and we had to wait for some, a couple of people to get there. So we got, you know, probably got there a little bit after five, probably sat down around six or so. So that was fine, you know? Okay. Well, we because we had to wait for the rest of our party to get there. But, uh, you know, this girl, Abby, you know, went to school with us. She's kind of crazy. 
she friggin' secretly has the waitress bring over shots for the whole table while we're, I think we're still waiting for our food, you know? Okay. And, and it's like, at that point, well, it's like, it's on. You know, hopefully I'll make it to midnight, but I know I didn't. I remember Todd helping me walk into my house and and then laying gone to my bed, you know, and it was 1101. You know? <laughs> what were the shots of? I don't even remember what the shots we did. Oh, that was Fireball. But we did. But then we, you know, we finished dinner and we went to a couple of bars in the quarter. Then we moved to another bar, like in mid, friggin' where in mid city. What was it? Twelve mile limit. This bar. But like the whole time, they kept buying shots. You know, so of course, like if I would have just been sticking to what I was doing, drinking Coors Lights, which is all I really cared (laughs) to do, I would have been fine. But right. people are going to sit there and keep plying you with shots. What are you going to do, you know? What are you going to do? Yeah, so it's not like you're going to be like, no, fuck you. You know, it's, you know, so whatever. I had a good time. But I was like, didn't even make it to my birthday, you know? <laughs> and then the next morning, my mom had said, she's like, you want to go to breakfast? I was like, oh, maybe we'll see. You know, I wake up like at seven something. And I had the text message from her. I was like. Oh, all right, you know. And, uh, <laughs> and at one point, you know, one point, like right after that, uh, you know, I, I was like, "Oh, well, this isn't bad. I'm not too hungover. I've probably I've slept about eight hours now. That's not terrible." And then I'm like laying there. I was like, "Oh no!" And I went to the bathroom. I just got up. I pulled up the uh, the the mat in front of the tub, you know. Yeah. And yeah. pulled that right from the toilet and sat on it. And just hung next to the toilet and I vomited a couple times, which oh, is the worst. Yes. Vomiting the next morning. <laughs> you know? And my mom, like, and then she came over to get me and uh, I cleaned up real quick. You know, so we probably were out of the house by like 8 o'clock. But she's like, you didn't vomit or anything, did you? I was like, no, <laughs> not, not till this morning. She's like, ugh. You know, uh, and it was uh, Sunday was a rough day. I mean, it didn't matter anyway because Monday morning I had to go to some. I had to be at the Social Security office for uh, administrative law judge office like at nine something. So I knew I wasn't going wild and crazy on Sunday anyway. Right. So, but that was so I finished up the breakfast and I came home and I was just like sat around most of the day, you know. It was fine. It was storming. <laughs> you know? Right, right. Eventually, walked the dog after quit storming. Uh, went and got a snowball with my brother, Chris, you know. And then, you know, I was like, well, I'm not going to do anything fancy for dinner tonight. But uh, I'd spoken to BP earlier. He's like, I think you should eat, you should eat a good meal tonight, whether you go somewhere or whether you make yourself. I was like, yep, which I planned on doing anyway. But I was like, all right, yeah. And so I went to the grocery store and I bought a really nice, like, thick steak, you know, like one of the ones from actually behind the counter. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Real tomato ketchup, Eddie? Yeah. You know, you splurge when you buy it from behind the counter, not the stuff that's already just out, you know? <laughs> they wrap it in the paper for you. I don't know why they call it Hamburger Helper. They're just fine on its own. Yeah. 
So they have the real nice steaks back there, you know, when you actually need the help from them, you know? Right. So I bought one of those, you know, one of those thick, like, the steakhouse cut steaks, as they yeah, call it. sure, sure. And I came home, you know, and all I ate was the breakfast earlier in the day at the Stowball. But I, I made the steak, and I made, you know, I made a bunch of other stuff, veggies and stuff, and whatever and then i sat down and i started eating the steak and i got halfway through i'm like i can't eat this anymore you know what uh what kind of cut was it like, it was like, uh it was a ribeye okay. ribeye on the bone all right like it was a really good cut you know it was yeah, a, yeah sure it, it was a really good steak you know i mean you know really <laughs> you know expensive steak in the teens per pound yeah yeah <laughs> you know sure <laughs> <laughs> and it was like forget a couple inches thick you know but i was like ah, oh, so i just friggin put all the food away and i ate that the next night for dinner yeah i was like but i know it was still just because i never properly slept or anything you know yeah you don't get a good night's sleep and then you're screwed yeah. the whole next day yeah but it was fine because the steak was still tasty next day because you know i don't cook my steaks uh more than like medium rare you know right, right so so it was good so next day i just friggin threw it on the skillet real the cast iron skillet real quickly you know yeah for like just, a minute each side just to get the outside warm again you know yeah 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 so that was fine and and then there was yesterday you know so uh, so that's the what? birthday celebration. That's forty. What was yesterday what was yesterday just, was just went Tuesday? to dinner with my mom. Oh, oh okay, right, 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 right. Yeah. right I forgot yeah. because we had started with that. Um, well, that's a good birthday, man. That's forty, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The big four zero. Yeah, I mean, if it was a weekday, if my birthday fell at a weekday, I would have taken off from work. I probably were going to see a movie or something because that's what I've been doing the past few years. Okay. Go see a movie and then maybe buy myself some crap. But there was a uh, Sunday just didn't work out like that anyway. I was like, well, I'm not dying to go anywhere. I'm just happy to sit in the house. Plus, there was storming and stuff during a lot of the day. It's like I'd be miserable in a movie right now. Right. <laughs> right. See, because normally when it's a weekday, I'm not all friggin hung over from celebrating the night before because it's a weekday yes <laughs> you know so so that's the situation man yeah, yeah so that's times. 40 you know that's it that's 40 this is 40 welcome yeah yeah it sucks <laughs> i feel such a sense of like non-accomplishment yeah it's really anticlimactic yep you know, I think, you know, back in the day, I remember my parents, or my dad, my mom doesn't really have, like, birthday parties and stuff, um, but my mom threw my dad, I want to say she threw him a 40th birthday party, which would have put me in my teens, so that's about right. That's yeah. About right. Um, and it was a big deal, but I think, I think then, even just one generation ago, it... It was a big deal because it meant it it meant like okay this is this is the start of the other side. My kids are getting older. 
They're going to be out of the house within the next few years. Like, in your 40s... No, it means it was, a lot more when, yes, it does mean a lot more when, when you're when you <laughs> married with children, you know? Right. Right. Unmarried with no children, it means basically nothing. Nothing. Right. <laughs> right. Other than it reminds you what everyone else is doing who's your age, though. That's what sucks. <laughs> See, but 30 with married and no children is 30. almost like a joyous occasion. Yeah, 30 wasn't... I, I didn't even really do anything at 30, you know? That wasn't even, like, a big deal, you know? Right. I mean, it wasn't like... I don't know. I think women take 30 harder than men. Yeah, I know some people who had problems with 30. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I was in Curacao. I celebrated in Curacao because I didn't come home for that Thanksgiving. That was my first Thanksgiving uh, down in Curacao, and I stayed there. All right, yeah. So, eh, welcome aboard, buddy. Yeah, thanks, man. Your knees get a little sore. Your back hurts a little more. (laughs) Otherwise, it's basically just the same. Yep, it's all the same. But, uh... Except you're 40. But that wasn't the... That wasn't the only bit of your birthday celebration. No, I took a... I took a little trip last... Well, jeez, that was two weeks ago now. Is it really? Yeah, July 6th was when I left. Yeah, that was two weeks ago I left. Wow. Yeah, I mean, everything moves so fast. That's what I always remember about my birthday, man. It always being in the middle, smack dab in the middle of summer. I always remember it seemed like it took forever to get here, but then when it happened, it was like, felt like the next day I was in school. (laughs) You you know what's really funny is somebody just said the other day, oh, only six more weeks of summer. And I was like, (laughs) fuck you. (laughs) Yeah. Like you see, you're already seeing crap where it's like back to school sales. Yes. Yes. I used to hate that when I was a kid. Because like, you know, it's like, it's just July. How the hell are you already talking about back to school? Oh, me too, man. I used to get, I used to get, I still get it, but uh, I'd get like back to school anxiety. Yeah, like I'd, I'd have Sunday night anxiety as a kid. We ever <laughs> did we ever talk about this? I'd, I don't know if we did. I'd have to lay my clothes out the night. But I'd have to, I'd have to control as many variables as uh, possible. I do believe we spoke of this, right? Yeah, you're talking about laying your clothes out, and I yeah. loved school. Like I loved school because yeah. I was a high performer. You know, I did well. I had friends. Like I was relatively athletic. It wasn't like school was a bad place for me. There was no bullying. Yeah. Um, I got along with everybody. It was cool. I liked to go and 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 I excelled. But just the the fact that the weekend was coming to a close gave me uh, paralyzing anxiety. I used to always hate Sundays. Yes. Yeah, because they always were like you can never really get into anything. The most bitter. You knew I had school the next day. The most bitter, sweet event as a child for me was the West Coast football game. Yeah, yeah, Whether yeah. Whether it was the Chargers or the Raiders or yes. the 49ers, because. Always being played on their half baseball field. Yes. And the sun was still yeah. shining. Yeah. 
and it was. Dark. I remember a lot of that too because the Saints were in the same division with the 49ers and the Rams back then. Yes, yes, okay. So, like, so many times you'd be watching those games, you know, and then that would end, and then it was like everything was over. Once that <laughs> 60 minutes stopwatch yes. started ticking, it was like it was like a ticking time bomb for me. Yep, and there's never anything, and there was never anything really good on Sunday nights back then. No, you know, no, because it was before Fox and all that. Yeah, I remember one one time I fell asleep. What the Sunday night movie came on at like whatever seven o'clock, and I remember falling asleep watching Superman. One of the Supermans. I, I'm assuming it was Superman one, but one of the Superman movies was the was the movie of the week, and it was on from seven. Uh, to nine typically was the Sunday night movie and I fell asleep and I woke up when it was over yeah bawling hysterical <laughs> hysterically crying <laughs> for no reason other than the fact that I woke up and the movie was uh, was ending and it just triggered a response that it meant it was time to go to bed you know yeah and the weekend was over horrible I remember that yeah, that's the worst. I remember man. that. It was it was, gr- it was it was the worst feeling ever. So, yeah. but uh, be that as it may, you uh, you took a trip out to Chicago. Yes. Well, first things first. So, I mean, I was always going to be on like a tight schedule anyway, um, because the. I was flying out on Wednesday morning. Plane was supposed to leave the airport at 8.50 and get into O'Hare at quarter to 11, you know? Okay. But that still gave me time to, like, pretty much head to the hotel that I was going to stay at, which I couldn't check in yet, but I could at least drop my bag off there, you know? Yeah, yeah. And have them deal with it and then head down to Wrigley. Well... So everything's going fine. We're all on the plane, you know? And then it's like 8 o'clock in the morning. They had just put everybody in the plane. It's like maybe 8.05 or whatever. The pilot comes over. And he's like, got a report from air traffic control in Chicago. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Apparently there's some weather in Chicago. Flight's being delayed by up to an hour and a half. Everybody's going to have to get off the plane. Like, motherfucker. (laughs) You know, it's like, what, they don't fly in rain anymore? You know? Like, like I mean, it just blew me away. I, first thing I do, I turn on the phone, and I'm like, well, what's the weather like in Chicago? It's like, light rain. And I texted my buddy, I'm like, what's the weather like in Chicago? You know? And he's like, oh, it's fine. You know? <laughs> Damn it. So they get us all off, you know, and then I like it. Stay close because it might not be an hour and a half, you know? Right. Well, and then like 40 minutes later, like everybody get back on the plane, you know? And um, so you get back on the plane, they're like, come over and they're like, they're rerouting us. You know, pilot comes over. They're rerouting us. Uh, looks like we're going to leave around 9.05, but the route, the new route we're taking is going to be a little, take a little longer. I'm like, all right, I'm texting with my buddy. You know, I'm supposed to meet up there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was like, well, it looks like we're going to be close, you know, cutting it close. I'm still getting there, you know. And then he's like, well, here's the deal. He's like, I have a buddy of mine. He owns this little cafe near Wrigley. 
you can leave meet me there you can leave your bag there and we'll go to the game oh it's a day game yeah 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 got it and it never dawned on me that it would be a day game but it's Wrigley yeah it's Wrigley I mean that's one of the things like you're going to Chicago you're going to Wrigley you want to go for a day game yeah anyway. you're absolutely right you're absolutely right you know I mean the next night they were playing a night game but I had already made plans but I was like so it better not rain out you know yeah 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 um so anyway, but I'm like, oh, well, well, hopefully we'll still be able to make it because if it leaves at 9.05, that's not going to be the biggest loss in the world. Well, of course, we don't end up leaving until like 9.30, and the plane touches down like around 12.20 or something. I'm running through the airport, had to take a leak. Uh, I get up there, and then I got, got an Uber, you know, and O'Hare's not exactly close to like – you know. Yeah, it's a drive. The inner city of Chicago, really, you know? Right. So, uh, but we actually were making good time because it wasn't a bad time for traffic at that time. So uh, it only took, like, you know, less than 40 minutes to get where we're going. But still, since I didn't get in the in the Uber or whatever until about 1230, we didn't get there. I got where I was gone. Went to the cafe, put the bag down, and then we walked over game. But it was already like the second inning by the time we got up there. Okay. But yeah. you, your buddy waited for you? Yeah, 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 yeah. But, I mean, it would have been perfect had we been able to just leave. But they don't fly in rain anymore. Right. So. <laughs> right. So we had to do that. We got there, and it was cool. You know I mean? He bought really nice seats. And uh, I was like, how much are these seats? He's like, don't worry about it. I got everything. I got everything taken care of. I was like, all right. So the rest of the day was buying me beers and everything, you know. So he doesn't have uh, – I, I was under the impression that he had season tickets. Just I don't know why. I figure everybody's got season tickets to the Chicago Cubs. But he went nah. specifically – He bought off a stub hub. Because you were coming into town. You said he goes yeah. to a lot of games. But this particular well, I mean, game he, – He'd only been a few games this season, he said. Yeah. Okay. He wouldn't have been there otherwise but for – your visit yeah probably not not a uh wednesday afternoon game got it yeah probably not a random wednesday afternoon game middle of the season yeah yeah, yeah. okay cool probably not because i mean he does have a job well that's but he is a government employee technically so works for cook county you know so he probably could skip out when he wants because you know civil servants they Nothing stops them from doing whatever the hell they want. <laughs> well, uh, I was thinking, like, you know, it was back, like, Chicago was, like, back in the 20s when it didn't matter. People just went to baseball games whether they had jobs or not. You know, they put their suits on and went and sat, and they sold out baseball <laughs> games. <laughs> you know? In my mind, well, Chicago, that's what they do. If there's, if- I think when you have, like, what, eight or nine million people in the metro area, you can always fill up. The forty-one thousand, whatever it was. <laughs> you you know what I'm saying? Uh, I guess so. I guess yeah. so. I mean, because there's like, I mean, that's what attendance was that day. I know because they flashed on the screen forty-one thousand something. You know, right, right. So it's like when you have when you have that many people living somewhere, you can always fill it up. Okay, I guess. Fair enough. Know? Fair enough. Did you get? So, a, I don't mean to cut you off, but did you get a picture of the same Ferris sign? Say Ferris? Yes. No, I didn't see that. Oh, all right. All right. 
Why is that something I missed? That's uh, well, it's from uh, it's from Ferris Bueller. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they flash up on the Wrigley. Uh, yeah, the, the, the outside marquee. I didn't know maybe some Weisenheimer put a permanent safe Ferris <laughs> sign somewhere out there. But in my yeah. mind, that's the sign that's always on the. You know, that's my only experience with Wrigley Field yeah. is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I saw lots of Safe Ferris T-shirts, though. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. They, in fact, I passed a store that was selling all that crap on my way to the Art Institute. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to get that now. I was like, I'll probably see places like that again. I never did see another cheesy T-shirt shop. Right, you know? right. <laughs> so I was like, oh, well, not like I can't go buy a Safe Ferris T-shirt online. Yeah, like, exactly, exactly. But whatever. All right. So go ahead. Sorry. So we go there, you know, we have a good time, but the Cubs lose anyway. But, you know, but at one point, you know, I turn to Adam and I'm like, I'm like, dude, I've seen like two black people here. Like all black people, like White Sox fans, basically. He's like, yeah, he's like, Chicago is really segregated. <laughs> like Wrigley Field is one of the lillier white places I've ever been, you know? Uh-huh. Like, it's even whiter than Fenway Park, maybe. <laughs> Fenway Park's pretty white. Well, yeah, come on. <laughs> Let's not go crazy. <laughs> yeah. But it might be whiter than Fenway Park. Okay. All right. You know? That is, uh, that's that's saying something, man. Yeah. You know? Because, I mean, in Boston, you only have one team. Yeah. You know? Right. But, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, he's like... Chicago's really segregated, you know. And I was like, that was one thing that kind of blew me away from Chicago about Chicago, because to me, Chicago is like a is like one of the black capitals of America, you know, like one of the premier cities for black Americans. Okay, like I mean, like it's like because it's like the center of like where the like the uh, what's that term? You know, the um, when they all moved up there, like in the early 20th century, you know, oh. through like the 70s. Yes, okay. The great, um, what do they call it? Migration? The migration, but it's that's not actually the term I was looking for. The diaspora. Okay. You know? All right. Yeah. But like, yeah, the great migration, you know? Like, I mean, that's why, I mean, there are a lot of famous people. Black Americans from Chicago. It's one of the reasons that brought Barack Obama there, because it had a large black population to work with, you know? Okay. It's where Oprah, who originally is from Mississippi, ended up, you know? Uh, I mean, it's I mean, it's like the blues were developed there, you know? It was one of the cities to develop blues. Like, it's got a large black population. But you walk around Chicago... Like, I mean, like the general parts, which where most of the tourists and everyone, I guess, will be walking around all the downtown buildings and everything. And you don't see that much diversity, really. You know? Interesting. You know what's... I mean, like, you'll see young black kids working, like, you know, in service jobs or, like, the ice cream shops and places like that. But you don't see that many... Black people just walking up and down the streets, you know? I mean, you see them. You just, I just don't see them as many numbers as I think that a city that probably has that large of a population should have. And it probably goes to what he was saying about how segregated it is. Like, the idea that they're kind of 
pushed out on the fringes of whatever neighborhoods they're in, you know? Right, 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 right. I gotcha. Like, uh, I mean, like in New Orleans, anywhere you go within the city, you're going to see a fair good representation, you know, of diversity. Yes. (laughs) You know, it's just the way it is. I mean, it's a lot smaller city, so I guess maybe that's the reason. But, But that's one thing that blew me away. But let me go on back to the trip. So so afterwards, we went out to a few bars, you know. And then he was like, there was one place, I guess it wasn't that far from Fenway. He's like, he's like, Ogre hangs out at this place. You remember Ogre from Revenge of the Nerds? Yeah. You know, I was like, Ogre? I was like, and then I'm like, Donald Gibb hangs out at this bar? And he's like, yeah, I've met him several times, you know. But he was like, who's Donald Gibb? I'm like, Donald Gibbs, who played Ogre. Yeah. Right, right. So we walk in this bar, and... Oh, the ice cream man's coming yes, by? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. That was uh, <laughs> that was Tom and Jerry. That's the soft serve, uh, soft serve truck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I've never, so anyway. I know, I never, I never have any cash on me, so it doesn't matter. Oh, okay. So, so anyway, um, we go in there. At first, I see a um, a guy, but he looked like he, you know, he looked way younger anyway. But it was the DJ, but he had the same look as Ogre, you know. But he probably he looked like Ogre would have looked thirty years ago. I was like, is that Ogre? He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but we walk up in there, and he uh, he he asked the uh, there was like a lady in there, like the bar t- older lady that was working as like bartender, or bar manager, wherever she was. You know, he's like, is uh, he's like, is Ogre here? And she's like, no, Ogre's not here tonight. <laughs> you know, so I was like, oh man. <laughs> so he left there, you know. But it was like, I mean, it's. It's clear that it was Ogre's stomping grounds, you know, because it was, it was, you know, but that was one disappointment because it would have been great to see Ogre. Right. right. You know, but whatever. We moved on. Eventually went, there's a dinosaur barbecue in Chicago. So we went and ate there, you know, because it's like, screw it. He's a Syracuse guy. I'm a Syracuse guy. Let's go to dinosaur barbecue. Yeah, yeah. So that, yeah. So we went there and gorged on. And the menus are standardized now because it was basically the same menu that we had up there, you know. And I had, you know, we had that little sampler platter with the deviled eggs and all the other stuff. The same thing we ordered uh, before our meals, and I probably ordered the same exact meal too, but I can't remember for sure. Well, you tell me what you ordered. I'll tell you if you ordered it up at Syracuse. <laughs> well, I mean, I definitely ordered. Well, I can't even really remember that well now. <laughs> I, def- I definitely ordered ribs of some sort. Yeah. You know? Okay. And I know I had ribs in Syracuse. You you got a combo platter up at Syracuse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that's... Yeah. Well, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to say, I got a combo platter. Yeah, see, you got the, I got a combo platter here, too. But the combo platter, you get to choose certain things off on it. Okay. But <laughs> but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that as a fait accompli is because I, sometimes I get the, the pork Carolina. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I'll go for a sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, what I, was, but, but I thought you were going to say specifically what I ate. You're like, you ordered a combo plate. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, 
Oh, I know what you got, McDonald's. You got one of those meal <laughs> sandwich fries and a drink. You get that every time. <laughs> uh, but in that context, it makes a little more sense now, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I did lament the fact that they don't have the sampler extreme anymore. Because that's what I used to always get back in the day at Dinosaur. Remember that? You get like a half a chicken <laughs> with brisket, sausage, and, and and ribs. I don't remember that one. That was back in the nineties. It was on the the menu. You know, like when we would go for, as when we were in school. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was the most gluttonous thing, you know. But they they've uh, and you'd get like two sides, you know. But they. They've taken that out, you know. You don't get to be so gluttonous anymore. Right, right. <laughs> you know, but they didn't have the menus changed, you know. Because obviously, and it, it's all influenced by the fact that they're setting up different locations. I guess you know, right. standardizing a menu, you know, that they don't need to do with the sampler extreme or whatever. Right, right. But um, but yeah, we had all these big plans. Like it's like, well, maybe we'll check out a show at the. Uh, at Second City, because I did want to check out Second City, but I knew, but at one point I knew it was probably going to be an overbook because my best night for it was they did like a ten thirty show on Thursdays, but I knew I was going out to dinner. I knew I wasn't going to be rushing out at dinner to go to it, you know. Right. But but he's like, but we were talking earlier, and he's actually friends with a guy who went through Second City and now is actually making his making a name as a movies and stuff. You know, and he's like, well, maybe we'll go there. But then, you know, after dinner and after we've been drinking all day, I'd been up since five in the morning. That kid started drinking at 11. It was like 10 o'clock, you know, had like one more beer, went and dropped the bag at the hotel, went and had one more beer like at a bar near the hotel. And I was in bed by 11. Okay. <laughs> all right. Because <laughs> it was like, these are just big plans, but it's like... At that point, he's just like, all right, I'm not killing myself. He walked me into my hotel room when I was in bed by 11.02. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, so I, the plans were to get up early in the morning, you know, go get breakfast and start doing stuff, you know? Okay. But next morning, I wake up, and it's like, fuck it, man. I, and I, I didn't get moving out of the hotel till like, noon, you know? All right. So I went and did the obligatory stuff, went and had deep dish pizza you know and then uh and then what did i do i think i definitely went to sears tower that day you know i was just oh i took first i went and took one of those uh architectural boat tours through the river okay you know that was really cool what um what um where'd you get your deep dish pizza i went to the original i know it's a chain now but I went to the original Pizzeria Uno. Okay. All right. <laughs> you know, the original one. Because it was like the other one, the other place I saw, which was Giordano's 2, is also a chain. You know, the ones that they're talking about to go to. And then my friends who I was hanging out with on Saturday night, they're like, oh, you should go on the such and such. I'm like, well, I never even heard of that place, you know? Right. <laughs> you know, they mentioned some other place. But, you know, you're on a... a Limited time, limited resources. You know? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to whatever's the most convenient to me. Right. But I mean, it was it was fine. You know, I, obviously you have to go eat deep dish pizza. But um, 
But then, you know, part of me want to do Ferris Bueller-like stuff anyway. Yeah. You know? Uh, so I did find a website giving you addresses, you know, of, like, what Ferris did, you know? So I was like, all right, well, I'll do that. So I went to the, you know, I went to the Sears Tower, but they don't even have, they don't have the railings, like in the movie where he stands up and, you know, pokes, you know, how they put their head against the... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They don't the have that? Yeah, they don't have railings, but I but I had somebody take a picture of me doing it anyway. <laughs> you know, I mean, I guess they don't have anything like that because now they got that friggin' sky deck thing where you walk over it, and it's friggin' pretty freaky because, like, I walked out on it and it's fine just walking out on, it, but then you look down and you're looking down thousand whatever feet, eleven hundred feet straight down or whatever it is, or Wait, however tall the Sears Tower it's, is. It's like a, it's a glass overpass. Yes, it's a, what's that? It's like a glass overpass. Like a yeah, like it it sticks out. Yeah, it's like a window. It's basically like a glass bay window you oh, can stand oh, yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and you can look straight down, and that's what's freaky. Holy shit! Because you're standing. On class, looking straight down over a thousand feet down into Chicago. Oh man, that would freak me out. Yeah, I was like, uh, so I got out there and then, you know, and then I looked down. I was like, whoa, that's freaking. You know, it's all this crush of people in line waiting to do it, you know? And yeah, yeah. So I finally got up there. I was like, wow, that's freaky. It's still freaky. You know, you look down, it's still just, even though you know you're fine, it's still freaky. Did you take a picture? I took a picture of down, but it does no justice. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, they had all kinds of people taking pictures where they lay down and people take a picture like they're falling or something, you know, but I was by myself. I wasn't going to be like, hey, let me start taking, because they had other people in there with you too, you know? <laughs> so I had somebody take a picture of me, but I wasn't going to be like, wait, can you allow me to pose? Right. You know, because it's like you're already a weirdo up there on your own to begin with. Right. But uh, were you like, sorry, my wife, she just can't do heights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was. Um, so that was fun because I had to, you know, and that pretty much was the whole of the day because then I went back to the hotel. That day, let's think about that. Yeah, yeah, because I was going to go out to dinner that night. I wanted to get some, I definitely wanted to get a little rest. You know, and this is already, uh, the boat tour was like an hour, well, what was it, an hour and 15 minutes, you know. And I was walking everywhere. I probably walked 30 miles, you know. Right. But but I had definitely looked up stuff. So, you know, I went out to dinner that night with this girl, Allison Galise, and her husband. Yeah, sure. Galise was... She used to be roommates with Carla back in the day, and she worked at Fagan's. Yeah. You know, without Galise, there's no Brian and Carla, probably. So there you go. There you go. For whatever beef they may have. Uh, so that was a good time, having dinner with those guys, you know? So uh, so that happened. Next morning, you know, we're at dinner, and I was telling, you know, I was talking to them. And I was talking about doing the first real stuff, and like Robert, who's you know the husband, he's he's like, oh, you don't need to go to Sears Tower, you know. He's like, better thing is the Hancock Building. You go up there, and you can 
buy a drink. And then my buddy Adam had told me about it the day before. I was like, yeah, I'll do that. But the whole point of it is doing the Ferris Bueller stuff, you know? Right. So, and I was like, I was going to go to the Board of Trade, but it was closed. He's like, yeah, I don't think they have that anymore. I was like, yeah, that's fine, but I still got to go there. Yes. So, quit raining, so on, next quit morning, raining on my parade, pal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, well, all the train's automated, so I don't think they have that anymore. I was like, yeah, I know, whatever. You know, but I'm going to go there anyway. So uh, next morning I woke up. I got a little earlier start to the day. You know, I was eating breakfast at a place around 9 or so, you know. And then I hoofed it down to the Chicago Board of Trade, you know, which was over a mile or whatever from where I was. And then I... um. I uh, I walk in there, you know, and I I go up to the lobby because you had to walk, you had to take an escalator or whatever up to the lobby, and there's a security guy in his jacket and everything, and uh, I'm like, uh, do they have a visitor center anymore? He's like, nope, it's closed, because all ever since all the trades went automated, you know. <laughs> I was like, oh okay. I was like, you know what this is all about, huh? He's like, yep. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm sure he gets the occasional Ferris person there. Right, right. And I was like, all right, later. And I walked out and I made sure to take a picture showing that it was the Chicago Board of Trade. Right. And then I walked the mile or so, whatever it was, to the Art Institute from there. You know, because the Art Institute's the museum they yeah. go to. And it's a great museum anyway. So I spent like three and a half hours in the museum. That's a good thing to do in a in a big city, especially if you're alone. Yeah, hit a museum. Yep. Well, it's such a damn big museum. It takes at least three and a half hours to see everything because I think I saw everything. Yeah. You know, like I I went to every friggin' display in there. The one thing I was disappointed, you know, they have the visitor guy, you know that. That you pick up when you get your ticket, you know, the little pamphlet. Mm -hmm. And on the back, it's like, if you only have an hour, see these things. So it's all like what they consider their their most prized possessions or the best example examples from each thing, you know? Yeah. And one of them was, uh, it was, what was it? It was, it was an old Greek or it was an ancient statue trying to think it was it it was from babylon or whatever you know it was this old statue and i was like oh right so i went to go find that and it's not on display you know so i went and asked one of like the docents you know one of the little old ladies there who like helps visitors or whatever and she's like oh it's not there she's like it was here yesterday because they were filming something i was like oh you don't have any clue where it is she's like nope <laughs> I was like, oh, well, that's kind of lame, you know, considering it's one of the things they say you gotta see. Right. You know? <laughs> so. They closed it when they started to automate the trading. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, it's funny, you know, it's like, because one of the things on there is American Gothic, but you go there and it's like, this is actually on display at a special, because there was a special exhibit about. Uh, basically, art follow in, during the depression, you know. Okay. So that was on display in that that little exhibit, not where it normally is, you know. But the funny thing is, I mean, I took pictures of of several pieces of art, you know. 
but it was all for like specific reasons. Like, oh, someone would like this. I need to show that to them. Or that's funny, you know, or something like that. But they have people in there taking pictures of everything. You know? Yeah. Like, like what do you... Like, maybe I should have taken a picture of the Hopper Nighthawks because it is one of the art pieces of art. They flash quickly in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but I didn't. I mean, I took a picture of uh, the big one. Was it uh, a nice Sunday? It's uh, Edouard Surratt painting, the one that they're all standing from. You know if you saw it, like a Sunday at the, at the Jeté or whatever it is, you know? Um uh, because I was like, I want to take a couple of pictures of the things that were in Ferris Bueller, you know, just to post it to my Ferris Bueller photo album. I wasn't going to take everything. I wasn't going to do like a shot for shot Ferris Bueller thing, you know? Right, right, right. But so, so like the Nighthawks thing, which they do show quickly in the movie, I just bought the magnet because I think it's a cool painting anyway. But I didn't take a picture of American Gothic, but all these people stand in front and take it. But they got people that are taking pictures of everything. And it's like it's like when you go to concerts and stuff and people are filming the concert. It's like like you're gonna go home and watch it. Right. You know, <laughs> like you're gonna go home and it's like you're at the fucking museum. Right. This is as good as it's gonna get. Exactly. Why are you taking pictures of every fucking piece of art on the wall? That's around Fourth of July I saw a uh I saw a quote somewhere, probably on Reddit. It said, Hey, Let's watch the f- let's watch the video I took of last year's fireworks. Said <laughs> no one ever. <laughs> yes. I mean, like Louis C.K.'s got he had that bit on like uh, an HBO special like two or three years ago that came out where he was going off about being at his kids uh, like kids play or whatever, and everyone's filming it. Like, who the fuck's ever gonna watch this? Right. Right. You know, it's like you're living in now. And I've been to concerts where people are sitting there the whole time filming a concert. It's like you're not going to go home and watch the concert. For one, the quality being here is better than that. Why don't you just, you know, live in the now, man? You know, it's really funny. I was just reading an article about uh, some band that did that. He He stopped the middle of the show. And I was like, hey, listen, let's just put your phones down and and enjoy. This is actually pretty good. You're not going to go home and watch this anyway. At best case scenario, you're going to miss what is going on. And worst case scenario, you're fucking up the experience from the people behind you. Yeah, I mean, it's all right if you take like a few seconds just because you're like, want want to memorialize it or even put some posts like, this is awesome. But they got people who are like filming the whole damn thing. Right, exactly. Exactly. You know, exactly. and it's, it's freaking stupid. Like they had this guy and he was doing, I was like, I was like, you're at the museum now. You're not going to go home and like, now I will look at this art. <laughs> like how is looking at the picture better than looking at the actual art? Right. You know, where you can actually get close and see every fucking brushstroke the guy made, you know? Right. So whatever. So I got done with the art Institute after a few hours and then I was like, oh, well, I thought about it. If I hadn't thought about it, I wouldn't even have done it. You know, the it's people call it the bean, but technically it's Cloud Gate, the big famous piece of art they have in Chicago now. That it looks like a big bean. It's like it's like a big stainless steel thing that, you know, everybody ref, your reflections in it. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. You know what I'm yep. talking about. Yes. Like, it's probably the most famous thing they have there right now. Got it. Yep. But it's right near the audience. It's like, all right, I guess I got to go to that fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I went there real quick, you know. I mean, uh, that thing didn't exist in Ferris Bueller. I mean, it probably would have been the movie had it, had it existed, but it didn't. But I went there anyway. But then I looked up, you know, I had to do the Chicago foods, you know. So then one of the things they make is the Italian beef sandwich, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you heard of that, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I looked up that, and the place was that was recommended was Mr. Beef. So I walked there, which was like more than a mile and a half away from where I was. I walked all the way in there. I walk in there. I was like, all right, I need something. I start talking to the people. I was like, I walked a long way to get here. <laughs> you know? I was like, I came all the way from New Orleans for this shit. And then the guy back there says, he said, oh, I got a couple of friends in New Orleans, blah, blah, blah. He's like, one guy is such and such. The other guy has this place called Parkway. And I was like, oh, Justin. And he's like, yeah. I was like, my sister works at Parkway, you know. <laughs> and um, uh, this is the guy who is Mr. Beef, apparently, you know. Okay. And uh, Justin's the the nephew of the guy that actually owns Parkway, where my sister works, you know. And uh, and he knows that this guy knows him, and they become friends because they've been on multiple. Food Network TV shows or whatever together, <laughs> you know, like Sandwich Throwdown or whatever. All these fucking shows, right? You know? Right. And I was like, oh yeah, I know Justice. We we're talking about that for a little bit. So I went and got their sandwich, which was like, it's it's like one of the greasiest things you can ever eat. Like it, it's wrapped up like in a wax paper and it becomes all translucent. Yeah, you know, yeah, eating yeah. it's like, like it's. It's probably only like six inches long or so, but it's uh, it's so much beef in there, you know, like you're stuffed after it. Yeah. You know? And um, but like your hands are just covered in grease. But it but it was good. So I finished that and went out and took a picture with that dude. And this is Friday night, you know. And I was like, all right, well, got to walk back to the hotel at this point. But I wasn't walking directly back to the hotel. I was like, I'm gonna walk to the hotel. But I'm gonna go to Hancock to ninety fifth floor and have a drink first. Okay. But er- oh, I'm forgetting stuff. Earlier in the day, what I did, you know, because I told you I looked up sites. I was like, oh, okay, Madison Well Street. So I went there, and that was that's where the it's a parking garage, and it's and it was the site of the Ferris Bueller parking garage. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I went everywhere. Nice, nice. <laughs> so I was like, so there I am taking a picture of this <laughs> nondescript parking garage. <laughs> <laughs> so that so that was in the middle of the day, you know. Were the but, were the workers there? No, there was for one, it's like self park, you know. Right. I think there might be attendance there, but it's not but I was like, unfortunately they don't have dudes coming to get your car anymore, you know? <laughs> Uh, so anyway, so I didn't see any shady dudes, you know. Um, but anyway, so after the Italian beef, I was like, I'm gonna walk to back, go to the Hancock, and get that drink, and then I'm gonna go back 
to the room and chill for a little bit because I was going to go to the White Sox game that night, which was for like seven. The White Sox game was going on, you know? Okay. Because that's part of the reason I kind of did the trip the way I did too because I wanted to be able to catch a Cubs game and a White Sox game. And they generally, they don't play in town on the same days, you know? Right. Uh, and as I'm walking, right before, I, right when I cross the street to go where the Hancock is, this is so crazy, you know? Millions of people in the city. I run into this guy and his wife and her sisters who I know from New Orleans. Huh. Yeah. Like on vacation they're on vacation? Well, one of the one of the I guess she must have been the youngest sister. She had just graduated like that week, the night before, from like the Chicago School of Psychology or whatever it was. Okay. You know, so they were up there for her graduation. And they had just and they had just come down from the Hancock building on the ninety fifth floor. Ah, no way. Drink. Yeah, I mean, how crazy is that? I just happened to be crossing the street because I had crossed the street from one side of Michigan Avenue to the next, and I'm right on the corner, and they're walking the other way, and they were right across the, they were going to cross the street the opposite way. Right, right. That we just happened to be at that same exact spot, basically. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, I was like, damn, it's a small world. I'm like, there's three million people in this city, and we happen to run into each other. <laughs> you know. So, and then I went up there, you know, they're like, you know, like the guy Robert's like, don't make, and other people tell me, it's like, it's a great free thing. You know, you go up there and get a drink. It's like, yeah, it's free to get up there, but then the drink's like 20 bucks. Right. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) So I went and had my uh, blood orange margarita because I was on the menu. I was like, of course, it's orange. I need it. Right. Right. You know, and I, I drink that. Uh, along like one of these rails, like with a seat at the at the window, like you're sitting there, ninety fifth floor, just looking out in the distance. Yeah, you know, if, which is a pretty cool place to have a drink. Are yeah. you looking over uh, Lake Michigan or the other way? Uh, I did walk over to like Lake. So you can walk all around, but where I was, I mean, I guess maybe you know where I was. I was looking over like. Sears Tower was in one direction, you know. Okay. I was on a more uh, the more urban side. Got it. You, there were I did walk in and walk around to where you could be on Lake Michigan and stuff, you know. Yeah. But uh, but I was just sitting there because it was a free seat, you know. But it was a cool place to have a drink, and then it's like five something, and, or maybe it's damn. See, but yeah, it's like, and I knew I wanted to take a shower before going to the game. The game's for seven something. I knew I was going to have to get like an Uber or something to take me to the game because uh, U.S. Cellular is was probably about five miles away from where I was, you know? Because okay. Chicago is really big, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I get home, I get back to the hotel and I'll. I sit down to the bed. I set the alarm for like five forty-five. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's like five thirty. I'm setting for five forty-five. I was like, I just need to rest, but I know at five forty-five I need to start moving. Right. Oh, one second. Yeah, and and I this is Friday night, and I'm leaving Saturday at five something. The plane leaves. 
sitting on the bed. The feet are so sore to throbbing, you know, because I've been walking <laughs> all day since 8.30 in the morning, you know? Right. And uh, I'm like, I was like, maybe I'll just say fuck it to the game. I'm like, no, I can't do that. I can't. That's why I came You came here, for the know? game. Yeah. So I, uh, so I uh, took the shower, then I got the Uber, got me out there. You know, White Sox is different. You know, they're not really ever sold out. There's a decent crowd there, but it wasn't sold out. Like you walk up, and I, I walked up to the, to the box office, and uh, I mean there was a big line at the box office because they get a lot a large walk up crowd, I guess. You know, because people know you don't need to buy ahead of time. Right. You know. Right. And I bought. Ticket, a ticket in the bleach in the bleacher area, reserve seats in the bleacher, because I figured, hell, I've never caught a baseball in my life. Maybe this will improve my chances. Okay, you know, all right. So, you know, I was in pretty decent seats in the bleachers, and then what was crazy was I got in line, and the game was already starting. There's these huge lines. The fucking security theater is ridiculous. It's like you wouldn't want to figure some way to improve this, like. <laughs> All your fans are waiting in line while the game is going on. You know, it's just so, it's just so absurd, all that shit. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they, and like, at least when you go to like, I know when you go to like a Saints game and like a Pelicans game or whatever, they have lines for basically men and women, people with purses and people that don't have purses. There was no rationalization about that here. You know, everybody was subjected to the same damn line whether you had a bag they had to search through or not yeah you know? yeah 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 which is just stupid uh it really slows shit down but um but anyway so i get into the stadium and automatically go to the bleachers and right away i mean the funny thing is while i'm waiting in line that big line i see some really drunk guy and like his friend trying to control him out there, you know, and I don't know where they got drunk. The scene's not the same as it is around Wrigley. I don't know what's on the other side of the stadium because I got there kind of late. I wasn't able to explore all the grounds, you know, but because the side I came on, you know, it was right next to the highway, you know? Right. I mean, but I mean, that spot where they're playing baseball, I mean, it was at the parking lot right across the way is where Comiskey was. They've been playing in that spot for over 100 years. You know, so it's not like some suburban stadium in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I don't know if, like, Wrigley is a lot like Fenway. You know, there's there's bars everywhere near it, and there's, you know, all the little uh, souvenir shops, you know, like selling the hats and then the shirts and everything, you know. Like, there's right, you know, like the scene around Fenway. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I imagine had I been able to walk around the other side, of the stadium, maybe there's a scene like that somewhere. So but where I am, what's that? So you're coming from like the the I ninety side. Yeah, I mean, I was in the Uber. The guy got off and he let me off like right there, like on the, you know, there's a main roadway that runs right past the stadium, you know, right, right off the highway. Yeah. Okay. And um, and I got out there and walked around. And, you know, you stand there and there's a parking lot and everything. You know, there's no parking lot at Wrigley. Right. You know, so I don't know if you were, if I would have walked around, if there would have been a little scene back there, you know, like where there's a few bars or whatever. I'm not sure. So I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at Google Maps 
and it looks like there's nothing but parking lots. There's a yeah. railroad tracks. Well, yeah, that's on the other. There's the yeah the because that's the the train to get back into town and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess there isn't. You know, I mean, there's definitely a neighborhood around there. Yeah, you go a couple yeah. blocks away. It looks like there's some houses yeah. and some uh, some bars, but. Okay. Yeah, that's and that that must be where you go and hang out if you're a White Sox fan. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because you know, apparently it's supposed to be a gentrified area. They were telling me, you know. Kind of looks I like I always it. was under the impression it was always, oh, White Sox play in the South Side and it's all bad neighborhood around there. We, I was actually in the Uber with you know the Uber driver and this other guy he picked up because I did the pool thing, you know. Yeah. And. And uh, that guy was being dropped off somewhere down there, and he's like, he's like, well, actually, the area around the stadium is actually nice, you know, because I guess it has been gentrified. So that neighborhood you're probably looking at is a decent neighborhood, apparently. But but I think the rough neighborhoods are right near there, though, you know. Okay. Because uh, that still is the South Side, which is where a lot of the rough neighborhoods are. Well, bad, but bad, bad Leroy Brown. Yeah, yeah, well, South Side of Chicago. Yeah. Um, so I see this guy and he was so drunk and he's in the parking lot and I go and get in my seat, you know, and I'm sitting there and like, maybe like next inning, that guy and his friend who had his big beard show up and I was like, oh no, the drunkest guy in the stadium just happens to be sitting two <laughs> rows in front of me, <laughs> you know, and then he moved down and he proceeded, apparently he was there like with his family like it was like extended family, okay, you know, and they were celebrating something. He was the drunkest man in the stadium, you know, and he decided he was gonna harass this center fielder for the Braves, whose number was eleven. You know, he had the whole family on board with him too, you know, and they were all like yelling at eleven, eleven, you suck, you know, and then he's standing right down there, like over the railing yelling at him and then he was shirtless yelling at him (laughs) 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 and like the funny thing is it wasn't until like the 7th or 8th inning that like uh, security personnel or an usher came up and told him to back off like they gave him a lot of leeway until they finally (laughs) 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 but it was like right away when you get out there I walk out there you know I grab a beer and I'm gone to my seats and you know you see a lot of diversity you know you see a lot of white people you see a lot of black people you see hispanics and stuff it was like whoa this is way different than wrigley field <laughs> and people seem to be enjoying themselves a lot more <laughs> right right <laughs> and i don't know maybe if i would have been in the bleachers at wrigley it might have been different i got i'm sure the I'm sure the diversity wouldn't have been much different, though, you know? Yeah. I'm sure it wouldn't have been, like, that much more diverse than it was where I was sitting because it's the Wrigley crowd, you know? Right, right. But, uh, but, but, uh, you know, uh, I, um, so at some point I texted my buddy Adam, you know, I was like, uh, I was like, Wrigley Field is first class on Titanic and, and U.S. Cellular is is the steerage you know <laughs> so i mean my point of that which i which i verbalized in a facebook post was i furthered that i was like i always thought i would have gotten along better with the steerage 
you know? Right. Because right. you remember in the Titanic movie, first class, they're all uptight. You know? <laughs> and then they show the steerage and they're playing music and they're dancing and having a good time. <laughs> and that's what it's like. You go to Wrigley for like the cathedral experience of it, you know? Right. Right. And the people at the White Sox game are just there to have a damn good time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like everything about it, like at one point it was like the third inning and the Braves made a few errors. I mean, even though the Braves end up winning the game, but, you know, I, I, you know, I had nobody to talk to. I turned around to the guy sitting behind me. I was like, man, they're terrible. And he couldn't barely, he barely spoke English. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this definitely wouldn't be going on at the Cubs game, you know? There wouldn't be, like, immigrants that don't speak English sitting up there with you. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so uh, so it was a really good time, you know, because every, everybody you tell about, especially people that haven't been there or whatever, oh, you go to Wrigley? Go to Wrigley? It's like, yeah, I went to Wrigley, but I had a really good time at the White Sox game, man. <laughs> <laughs> And then um, it happened to be country music night, which I thought was hilarious. You know, so all the pictures, like they show in the big, the big screen of the players when they come at the bat, every one of them's wearing a cowboy hat. <laughs> right. <laughs> which is preposterous when it's like Jose Abreu, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know. Uh, one of the holdovers they have back to when it was Comiskey, you know. They're, they got the thing when the White Sox hit a home run, the fireworks go off, you know? So that was kind of fun. And then they happened to have a fireworks show afterwards that I didn't know about until the seventh inning when they're like, stay around for the fireworks show. So I stayed around for the fireworks show. So that was pretty cool. I was like, I get a fr- free fireworks too. But, well, I um, hope you videotape the fireworks so we can watch it next time we get together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No dice. Uh, uh, um, uh, the one disappointment, though, was like after the Cubs game, I went to one of their shops and I bought like a cool Cubs T-shirt, you know? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'll do even though I could buy that online, you know, it's just more fun to do it when you're at the game, you know? Uh-huh. So I was like, well, I'll do this at the White Sox game. And they have this big team shop connected to the stadium, you know, like uh, that you go into. Yeah, I think since, like, you know, the White Sox owner, you know, who's it? Does Reinstorf still own them? You know, he used to, he used to, I think he might still own the White Sox. Does he really? Whatever. He used to own them. I don't know if he still does, but he owned the Bulls and the White Sox, I'm pretty sure, at one time. Yeah, I wasn't sure that he still owned the, uh, the White Sox. Yeah, I don't know if he still does, but whatever the case is, uh, they have a story where it might be an outside contractor anyway you know mm-hmm. because it sell obviously it doesn't sell cub shit but it sells bear stuff and bull stuff you know and i know he doesn't own the bears reinsdorf but, still owns the uh still owns the socks okay but it's but it's selling all the chicago stuff you know except for cub stuff you know? right. <laughs> right 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 right. it sells the other it sells blackhawk stuff you know <laughs> but uh <laughs> Uh, but I was like, I wanted to get a, a sock shirt. So I find a similar type of sock shirt and they want 50 fucking dollars for it. I was like, well, I don't want it that bad. I'm not paying $50 for a t-shirt. Right. How absurd is that? Right. 
You know, I didn't even pay $50 for a t-shirt in Boston when I got one last time I was there. You know, so I just left there. And um, and the night before, I see Allison was going to go out of town on that Friday. But Robert's like, well, I'll, I'll hang out with you afterwards if you want to do something. I was like, well, since I'm really not getting out in Chicago, I was like, after the game, we'll beat out. And so I, so I text him during the game. I'm like, I'm ready to get out of here. And I probably would have just Ubered it. He's like, dude, take the train, man. He's like, it's like three bucks. They'll get you where you need to go. You just got to get off at such and such exit, you know? So this is my first and last experience with the Chicago Transit Authority. <laughs> and this just shows you, like, the corruption of government-run bullshit. So I go over there, buy my ticket, get on the train. It makes its first stop, and then we're sitting there after the first stop. You know, like, there's a switching problem ahead of us. Uh, there's two trains that are ahead of us, and they can't figure out the switching problem. We're going to be sitting here for a little bit. Now, we're sitting there for, like, 15 minutes, you know? A, they knew that there was a switching fucking problem when they let everybody buy their tickets and hop on that fucking train before it left the station. Right. There, there's you no know? conductor there saying it's going to be a while? What, at the, at the station? Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, they want to get everybody on there because they probably don't want to lose the revenue. Okay. Because you're getting a lot of crowd of people that aren't, that are just getting one-use tickets to get out of... From the game. The, yeah. From the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? So they knew that was going on. But if they would have told everybody there, people would have started getting cabs and other means of getting home. Okay. You know? So, so then... After a while, they're like, well, we're going to take it up on the L, you know? So they take it up on the L, but that screws you if your plan was to get off at one of the stops that gets bypassed when they go on the L. Yes, okay. Which is what happened to me. So then I had to get off at another stop and then get an Uber to meet the guy, Robert, at this bar. By the time I get to him, it's past midnight, and he's all... He's all like super tired now, and it was he was real drunk, you know, because he'd been sitting there waiting for me for a friggin' hour to get there, and he'd been just pounding drinks by himself. Right. <laughs> so I ended up kind of being sucky. So then I went, I was like, hey, man. I was like, I don't need to see you. He's like, no, no, that's fine. But he got up, and I, and I had the, the, the server come by, the waitress, and closed at the tab and I just got out of there you know but I was like that was so shitty because it's like that's my one experience with them and it's like you know had they told me right beforehand hey we got delays I would have said fuck it give me an Uber right you know right 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 but I, I know that's fucking crooked bullshit they wanted everybody to put their money in you know and get their fares out of you right you know um so so that was that then next day Got up, went, had breakfast, you know, because I was like, I got to get it all done now because I was leaving at, plane was leaving at five something. So I wanted to make sure to to get on the road around three o'clock or so to get to the airport or 2.30, not knowing, you know, how terrible, you know, knowing that it's going to take at least 30, 40 minutes to get there, maybe a little longer, you know, and then not knowing how terrible the security is going to be because it was about a month or two ago and the videos were coming out of 
the security line at O'Hare where people stand in line for like two hours and miss their flights. Oh, right. You know? And apparently it was the American Airlines terminal, too, where it happened. But but anyway, I got the next day, and then there was one place I needed to check out on my list. And it was the exterior of Shea Key. You remember Shea Key? was uh, where Ferris Bueller goes to eat. Yes, the fancy restaurant yes. where he steals Abe Froman's reservation. Right, right. So, so, so I walked there, which doesn't look anything like it looked in the movie. It was just the exterior scenes that were shot there. You know, I think everything else was shot in Holly in L.A. The actual inside, okay, because it because it was a residence. It still is a residence, but whoever owns it since the movie is has extensively renovated like the exterior and everything is so like the, is different than how it looked when the uh when the movie was made you know like they so there's no ivy or anything like that no ivy and they significantly like there's the steps and everything but it's all they changed everything like the 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 style of everything you know was it um was it a restaurant no it was a residence even back then even back then yeah they just used it for the exterior got it got it you know got it. So, uh, but it's definitely the address and you can see how, if it wasn't like, like, I mean, like they completely renovate, like it's, it's not the same style. Like it's like new, new columns and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like a complete overhaul. Right. Uh, but you can tell that, okay. Cause it's the same sort of steps, you know, a few steps up or whatever, you know, but, uh, and then I, and I was like, well, I got to get down to the lakefront now. So then I walked down, and I walked down to the lakefront, you know, like the Chicago beaches, mm-hmm. you know, and I walked along the whole lakefront because I was like, I'm going to go to Navy Pier because you're trying to figure out what you got to do, you know? Yeah. And uh, I walked to Navy Pier, which is probably, it's over a mile down the lakeshore. I walked the whole thing, you know, it was beautiful that day. And I went on road on that Millennium Ferris wheel. Ferris wheel, <laughs> uh, you know. So that was pretty cool, uh, but that was another thing. That was another place I went to, Navy Pier, where it's friggin' ninety percent white people. That just blew me away, you know. Like, you know, <laughs> blew me away the lack of diversity at major attractions up there. Right, right. <laughs> you know. Um, and then I was like, I'm going to go try to find a a friggin' White Sox shirt. Because I only had so many things I could do at this point, you know? Yeah. Because you're, you're on the clock at this point, you know? Trying to get everything done. And the bag was still at the hotel. You know, I left it with the, uh, you know, I checked the bag with the with the bellhop, you know? Yeah. And uh, so I can't find anywhere... Nowhere selling White Sox shit, you know. I find a sports authority that was gone out of sale, you know, and everything was slashed because, you know, sports sports authority has gone out of business. Like, this is great. I'll probably be able to find it here. Friggin' million Cubs things, you know, like five White Sox things, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I was like, ah, oh, screw this. And then uh, I went and uh, – I went and ate a. I went to this hot dog place and ate a hot dog there because I was like, gotta get a Chicago dog, you know. And then and then I went looking for other places. There was like a, 
you know, a shopping complex down in the area. I went there and they had they had a a store that was exclusively Cubs merchandise. Like that's what it was. Cubs merchandise. Right. <laughs> in the mall. <laughs> couldn't find couldn't find any decent white sock shit anywhere. <laughs> I mean like the like they might have like two or three shirts, but it's like if you're not into one of those two or three designs, you're screwed. Right. If you want Cubs stuff, you have your friggin' you have a relative you have a veritable smorgasbord of choices. <laughs> so they had no like players batting uh batting practice tees or anything like that? Where you get like, you know, a black t shirt that says socks on the front and then somebody's name on well, the back? I did see a couple things like that, but I didn't want those. Okay. Yeah, I just, I'm not like going to be running around with Abreu or Todd Frazier, although I should have bought that for you. Yeah, you should have. See, that's uh, what I go for, but I, I, I'll go for the classic one. So I have a Yankees one. Uh, I'm a Yankees fan nominally, but um, yeah. I, I've got the Thurman Munson one. It says Munson 15 on the back. Yeah. I went to uh, Baltimore a couple years ago um, and got a Brooks Robinson Orioles t-shirt. Yeah, I just like to get the a basic T with the logo on it. You okay. know, all right. Yeah, I, I mean, I was never a big fan of the jersey shirt thing all that much. Okay, but yeah, you could buy that anywhere. I guess I didn't. I don't recall really seeing the classic ones. Although, I'm sure if I looked, you probably could have got a a Thomas for like Frank Thomas one or whatever. You yeah, know? sure. But uh. I mean, and I was looking for other stuff, and like I said, like I was planning on buying souvenirs. I would have bought some Save Ferris stuff for people, like my sister, because she would have thought that was great. But like, like I said, like when I passed that 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 shop near the Art Institute, away there, it was like eleven in the morning. And I'm like, oh, I'll find it. Eleven in the morning Thursday. I was like, I'll find something like this again. Never walk past <laughs> another shop like that again. <laughs> yeah. Right. Never saw it again. That place probably also would have had some White Sox crap because it was a general Chicago everything store because it's in a really, you know, touristy part of town, you know? Right, right. Right across the street from the museum. Oh, well. You know, I was like, oh, well, no one's getting no one's getting any souvenirs from me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the way that is sort of is like you got you to gotta buy everybody something or you buy no one anything. Right. So, so that's how that happened. Yeah, it was, it was funny. You can't find any, that was the one stuff they did have in the store. It was like, I did see those shirts with like a Bray U. I actually did take uh, a shot of Frazier. I'll have to send it to you after we get off the phone. But, uh. Ironically enough, the signal strength at U.S. Cellular Field was awful, <laughs> which makes sense because I've never even heard of U.S. Cellular. I don't know how they're still able to support a field. Right. You know, what the fuck does U.S. Cellular do? Who the hell ever is like, oh, my service provider is U.S. Cellular. Right. You know, what is U.S. Cellular? <laughs> but I guess that shows you another. It's another example of how the White Sox are like the forgotten team they have such a bogus friggin stadium sponsor right <laughs> um 
You know what's funny? Yeah. I just I googled them because because until you mentioned it, I had never thought about it. You know, <laughs> they are the fifth largest wireless telecommunications network in the country. Fifth? Come on, man. <laughs> Uh, they don't even bother running commercials. They're like, we can't even fucking beat T-Mobile. <laughs> God, U.S. Cellular. Um, yeah, so it's funny. So I finally, so, so whatever. Never got anything. Got to the airport. The lines weren't that bad, of course. You know, and then, so I had a lot of time to sit there. And then, of course, the flight got delayed. <laughs> right, because you were on it. Yes. Remind me even never though, to travel with me, you. It took me like 20 minutes to go through security. So I had extra time to sit there, you know. But then next day, you know, I posted pictures. You know, I posted a little album to Facebook about, you know, liver carries days off. Day with S and Quotations, you know. Okay. I mean, in uh, parentheses. Okay. Liver carries days off, and then I, you know, set out that I was doing the uh, Ferris Bueller thing, you know. <laughs> and my mom, you know, my mom's on Facebook now, and she liked to ever. But next day or whatever, next time I'm talking to her, she's like, she's like, I didn't know you were going there to do all that Ferris Bueller stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I was like, Mom, I had to do it, you know. I was like. You know, it's the 30th anniversary. I just went to see the movie again in the theaters recently. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I had to do it, you know. It's like the only thing I was missing was a uh, a German-American parade to crash and sing, <laughs> start singing Donka Shane and Twist and Shout, you know. <laughs> but it was an awesome time. and uh, But the thing is, like, this is the thing. I was walking every day and I was doing all this active stuff. And then I go back to work, you know, and it's like same thing again. I'm sluggish during the day. And it's like it's not like I thought before. It's like, man, I'm always tired. And now I know the real reason I'm tired is because I'm fucking bored with what I'm doing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. Because like, I'm miserable doing what I'm doing. That's why I'm sluggish throughout the day. Right. You know? Right. I mean, because like, clearly I can walk around for friggin' 10 miles in a day if I'm active, you know? So it's not that I'm just one of these people that's in a rascal at the Walmart. <laughs> but, but you know, I don't know. I had a great time, and I think I got as much done as you could do in three and a half days. Sounds like it, man. Sounds like it. Yeah. I'm exhausted just listening to it. <laughs> good times, man. Was, good times. Good times. Those good times. Um, I am I'm trying to because of this this old uh, this newfangled uh, social media. I'm trying to find your pictures, but I can't because. Oh, because I don't let random people look at it if you're not one of my Facebook friends. Yes, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. Well, send me a couple pictures. I'd really like yeah, to see Yeah, I'll send him. you some. Yeah, I'll send you some. I'd really like to see him. Yeah, I would have sent you a picture of Todd Frazier straight up at the time because I specifically took those pictures. 
but I couldn't get, I couldn't send pictures in that stadium. It was awful. Yeah. You figure you're outdoors, you know, it's 2016, you know, <laughs> whatever. Uh, well, do we have anything else, man? Uh, not today. Yeah, we've been gone for, a, damn, this has been going on for a long time. Yeah, yeah, well worth it, though, well worth it. We will, uh, we'll tackle odds and ends at a different time, but, uh, that was, uh. What are we going to tackle at a different time? Odds and ends, other shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh I I got a couple things, but we can certainly get them. We can certainly get them a different day. All right, yeah, because I gotta eat dinner and everything too. So yeah, it's uh was a it's uh, almost eight o'clock here. It was a Matty Riffic episode. Sometimes we yeah, sometimes we need one which, of those. Which is what you can say every time we do an episode, <laughs> considering we're both Mets. <laughs> All right, my friend, on that note. All right. Uh, hey, listen, um, I'm, I'm sure you've seen this, but uh, but Syracuse plays uh, Notre Dame this year. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you don't have that trip in you, do you? Probably not. Right. To East Rutherford? Yeah, 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 yeah. I owe you yeah. a trip down there, so I don't want to... You do. I, I, but, like, I think I sent that a while back to you, but I don't know if... You ever responded? I'd say, not that I know I definitely can do it, but I'd be more inclined to maybe make a long weekend out of Syracuse versus UConn or whatever at Madison Square Garden. Okay, all right, that's fair. But it, it might be a Monday night game, but if I can stretch it out, you know. But that's just—I'm not saying that's definite now. But no, no, I've I, never been to a Cuse game at MSG, much less any game at MSG. I feel you. Okay. Very good, very good point. Very good point. We'll work yeah, on it. I think it's like December 6th, maybe, or something like that. I'll take a look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take a look. I mean, it, it's just going to be... I mean, the problem is, when's that game against Notre Dame? Um, September? Yeah, September something. The problem is that, uh, you know, I took the trip in April, took this trip, you know. Uh, I don't want to be coming off like I'm friggin' getting out of town every two months though you know yeah yeah no i feel you man i feel you yeah no pressure i just uh i happen to be talking about it um yeah because so. i know creedon might want to go up there or whatever but although speaking of that i did see a good quote from dino babers apparently some interview he was given how he straight up said you know if we're gonna play marquee opponents i want to play them at the dome yeah pretty much finally yeah yeah, I mean, that was all friggin' Doc Gross bullshit, you know. Rest in so. peace. <laughs> On that note. Alright. I will, um, with apologies to Girk's brother, we will uh, see you guys next week. Yeah, happy birthday, Fredo. <laughs> it's his birthday today. Hey! <laughs> happy birthday, Feliz Cumpleaños! Feliz Cumpleaños! <laughs> Ah. Papa Fredo. Uh, happy birthday, Fredo. <laughs>